Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast and happy Thursday. Hope you're doing well. I miss you all so much. How you doing? My girl is Jax is back. She is back. She was really sick, but she is back. Now she's still sick, but she feels better enough to podcast. And that is good enough for me. Hey, Jax, how you doing? Perfect intro sums it up. I was sick yesterday. I'm still sick, but feeling better well enough to podcast. So you'll still get that nasally, but I have entered my sticky shoes era. Mm. And I'm not going to lie. I've been practicing songs Hit that me. I was going to sing. Hit me. And this is the song I decided to sing. So I was like, I didn't want to do the climb again because you guys know I've mastered it. Yeah. It's like boring at this point. Right. It's like a classic. Try so- Challenge yourself. Right. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. You were bigger than the whole sky. You were more than just a short. I can't hear myself with my headphones. Hold on. Well, you're like a, <laughs> you're like a real singer, like taking your earpiece out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got a lot to pine about. I've got a lot to live without. I'm never gonna meet what could have been, would have been, what should have been you. So that's just a little treat for you guys today. Yeah, so that's that on that. (laughs) So that's that on that. And we have multiple treats today. One, the show itself. Always a treat. Treats galore. Two, we're showing you some new winter merch. You guys, Claude and I have been working on a little winter collection for you using our favorite word that we have yet to capitalize (laughs) I was going to say something like design. No. Like when you put it create. In like, I, okay. I'm not going to get the word because um, I'm sick and I'm in a fog. But we have this gorgeous wench holiday merch. I am wearing the cream wench reindeer set. I'm going to move my microphone so you can see. And the matching sweatpants. I'm in a size XL. I could have done a large. Yeah, I'm feeling small. Yeah, I'm in a size medium. I could not have done a small. I could not. Uh, the quality is so cozy and so cute. There's a little, the toast established 2018 on the sleeve. This is all going to drop on Monday. So we wanted to give you ample time to know what's coming. Claudia's in our black when she lights set. Toasty lights. We don't know her when she lights. We know her. Except it says wench, not when she just want to make that clear. Wench on the breasts and wench on the thigh. Double the wench, double the fun. Also, there's a wench on the thigh for me as well. Yeah, holiday collection, 2023, greater than everything we've ever done in our lives. It's so cozy. I'm loving my fit today. So that also just makes it a great episode. The merch is going to drop Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Don't worry, we will keep reiterating that to you throughout the next five days. You can get it at shoptoastmerch.com. Not to be confused again with Shop Chanel, Shop Hermes, but Shop Toast merch. Shop Toast merch. We are dropping our holiday merch a little bit early for a multitude of reasons. One, that holiday shipping ain't a joke. We want to get it out to everyone. We're also doing pre-orders so that everybody can get the size that they want. So the collection will be up for probably two days. Give everyone a chance to get exactly what they want. And then we will close it and start shipping out and making the sweatshirts. So we just wanted to make sure, A, everybody gets what they want. And B, we have enough time to ship out all the orders. So so that it gets that to you mind. before the holidays. Keep that in mind. We're very excited about this collection. We'll be teasing, you know, getting some good product shots. Some Jackie and I are kind of like modeling. It'll all be on our Instagram throughout the rest of the week and the weekend. So make sure you're following the Toast Instagram. I feel like that needs to be said. I feel like we haven't modeled in a while. Let me think. The last time I modeled, when was the last time I was on set? 
I don't know. I'm just like constantly like always on sets. I can't even keep track of my set schedule. I kind of took a hiatus from modeling. Oh, let's talk about that. Is it because the I industry is to- so toxic? The industry's toxic. I needed to kind of step away and center myself. Of course. Um, and come back to it with more of a level head. So now I feel ready to re-enter the sphere of modeling. I'm so glad. Yeah. It was what was best for me. That's good. It is good. So Toast Merch, very exciting. We couldn't wait another minute. We got our samples and we were like. Let's go. I have to wear this. Like, there's nothing else I want to wear today is the problem. We got our samples and we said. Ba, ba, da, 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 da. Let's go, girls. Let's go, girly swirlies. Yeah, so um, you did the toast with Ben yesterday. I did. And he wanted me to come on here. He did? And apologize for, for not choosing him as my host should yeah, he, something happen. He was shook that, like, when I recapped that conversation for him, when, when we were talking on Tuesday, like, if you were to, if I were to quit, who would you choose? And if I were to you know what I mean? And I told Ben, and I was trying to, I thought it was like a compliment when I was saying it. I was like, I chose you, and Jackie chose, like, obviously, Olivia or Marco. And, and then he he was so offended, and I was like, it didn't even occur to me that Ben would be offended by that. I would think, if anything, my husband would be offended, because you chose your, your rose was your husband, and then I chose my sister's. Like, I never even thought Ben, but then he said to me, he was like, well, I thought you would have just chose me because I'm a good podcaster. Well, that's why I, I said, chose him. And I said, that's a good point. That was a good point. So but that's, he's definitely in the mix. He's definitely top three. But that's so Ben to like, I shared with him a nice story and he only sees that you didn't choose him. Not that I chose him. I just feel like if I had said Ben also, that would have been crazy. No, not only that, like we'd make a monster out of him. We can't, we have to keep him grounded. No. And it's like, you can no longer do the toast. And it wasn't like if something happened to one of us. It was like if you decided not to do it anymore. So like that would obviously connote something Bad a little blood. negative. Something a little negative, even if it was just like the toast was bad for your mental health or something. Like, right. so you're going to put your husband in the arena? It's I just true. feel like that would have been a crazier response. No, I think it more so is like we couldn't have both said Ben for the sake of Ben's big head. No, but like that just, I think that would have been really weird if I said Ben. Honestly, I understand like where he's coming from. He's top tier podcaster no, up for the job. And like the Ben and Jackie episodes, they are great. They're great. They're- yeah, the Bunge and Swunge effect, we have a great rapport. We yeah. really do. Like, he would make a great host, and I would definitely put him up for some screen testing. I just think if I answered with Ben also, that would have been really weird. Now I'm kind of rethinking my answer because, like, I love, 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 love doing the show with you. But if I had to say, like, one negative thing, it's like, it's about both of us, you know? If I had my druthers, it would all be about me. So if I had the, if you quit, like, and I could have the opportunity for it to be all about me, I might have, like, a rotating, like, just so that it's always about me and then the co-host is just kind of fluid. Oh, no, I don't think that's stable enough. But if you do want it to be all about you, you could have, like, a little producer off to the side with a microphone who you're, like, talking to. Like Theo Vaughn type. Who, who only speaks when spoken to. <laughs> I, by the way, I can't think of a job I'd be less qualified for than, like, that role of like the on-air producer who only speaks when spoken to that is my worst nightmare I'd just be like turning bright worst. red my veins would be popping out like trying not to like say stuff meme. yes would you rather be the producer who's only spoke speaks when spoken to or set up chairs on the beach the producer because he's probably sitting yeah, but you're so athletic now. You would get a tan. You probably are rethinking that. But no, I'm not. And by the way, you know, Jimmy Fallon has one of those speakers. I feel like he's not on the show anymore, but like that little guy, you know, Steve. Guillermo? No, Steve. Oh, Guillermo's okay. Jimmy Kimmel. 
Jimmy Fallon has that guy Steve with the glasses who stands off to the side. Um, first of all, he hasn't been seen in a while. Like, is he still on the show? And two, Jimmy Kimmel makes his off-air producer who sometimes says stuff. He makes him stand. He's standing the whole time. <laughs> that I wouldn't do that job. That ain't right. Jimmy, bigger well, one. In size or in show? Yeah, physically bigger. Taller or wider? Because Jimmy Kimmel, like, I think, struggles with his weight, but Jimmy uh, Fallon is taller. Oh, shoot. Okay. Uh, not the one from the movie with Drew Barrymore. Kimmel. Is hosting the Oscars. Not a story, but just a note. It's so not worthy of a story. Like, I literally saw that and I, I, like, I tried to care less, but I couldn't. No, I know. And it's not like I, there was an abundance of stories today. Like, I could have chosen it. Right, right. So we could have had, you know, the same conversation about hosts and, you know, give it to Theo Vaughn or Tim Dillon. But I wasn't in the mood. Speaking of story selections, did you choose the story about Travis Kelsey's old tweets? No, I didn't. Can we talk about it really briefly? Yeah, of course. Now, it's a hilarious story, but it's worth noting that people went to Travis's Twitter to find to expose tweets him in bad faith. Like it was in not bad faith. They were bad faith actors. BFAs. <laughs> they were BFAs. And what ended up happening was funny, but like we need to stop doing that. We just absolutely yeah. need to. No, I'm glad that you're mentioning that. And but the result, I'm glad it worked out for Travis. The result was hilarious. The tweets that they found from when he was super young are so mind-numbingly stupid and moronic. Like he's literally tweeting, like, can't wait to get Chipotle. Nap time. I just saw a squirrel in the park, like an actual 14 year old. It's so precious. It's so sweet. And I think it really is like an indicator of like, he's always just been like this big goofball, but let's not forget like people went there with bad intentions. Yeah, they did. Stop it. Stop it. Like stop. And it's like they're Taylor fans, but they clearly don't want her to be happy. Cause what if they had found what they were looking for? Well, you know, they found what they were looking for with Brittany Mahomes. Of course they like searched through her old tweets, the words Taylor Swift. And there was like three tweets. They weren't terrible. It was just like, I wonder if Taylor Swift will ever write about anything other than her relationships. And then there was another one that was like Taylor Swift winning every award. She was obviously like live tweeting some award show at the time. Yeah. Taylor Swift live, uh, winning every award. Less than, less than, less than, less than, less than. At this point, I'm madder at the people who go and find those types of things and the people like, I don't care that Brittany Mahomes 10 years ago was, you know, frustrated Taylor Swift won every award. Like, it's so wrong. Yeah, but I do wonder how Taylor feels about it. It's so awkward. It's so awkward. It's and so awkward. And the thing awkward. is, like, sometimes I you don't... meet someone or you know someone and you don't like them at first and then years later you end up, like, being really good friends with them and it's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And you, as a human being, like, it's a, that privilege of what you first thought of them is, like, it's, it's, your, it's private. Yeah. Now the internet has kind of stripped that away where you just and like. And it's weird when it's like you're a fan of someone's and you're commenting on them and then you know them. Yeah. It's just weird and unnecessary. Like why'd you have to go there? We all feel weird about it. Yeah. Like let's just not. Like when I saw that, like I felt really awkward. Yeah. What if we just didn't? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Let's not and say we did. <laughs> let's not even say we did. I, a few months ago, was thinking about a time in my life where my rebuttal to absolutely anything that was said to me was let's not and say we did and that was such a sleigh how cool are you yeah no like <laughs> it was a sleigh and I need to start bringing it back no please don't it's literally so rude and condescending that's like when everyone's rebuttal was you would oh that's fucking rude I thought you were gonna say when everybody's rebuttal was like your mom Right, right, right. Of course. That just but, lacked creativity. That's not even a good right, one. But like you would. It was so nasty. By the way, 
you would. That was dark. <laughs> and then when you were dark, talking, when you were talking shit about someone, you were like, oh, she would. Actually, yeah. I still say that. No, it's so mean. Yeah, I will. I will. And I can. And I shall. Oh, speaking of words, I have made significant progress in the book, The Fourth Wing. I'm so glad I stuck with it. I'm 85% there. I'll probably finish it today. Oh, honestly, everybody was like the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kept going and I was like 20, 25, 30, 35. And I'm like, this book is not getting better. And seriously, like it's literally one one word that changes it. Like 35%, you're, you're there. Like I had... I've never had such like an instant shift. Usually it's more, more gradual. I'm getting more into it and then I love it. Literally, in one second, loved. Yeah, also I meant to tell you, I know you said Anya Taylor-Joy should play Violet. I disagree. Okay. Um, but when we did Redheads, when I would think of like Zayden and Violet, you know who I think of? Who? Jacob Elordi and Olivia Jade. Like he's so tall, she's so small. No, I love it. I love it. They should be. Let's talk about this really quickly. So the book has been optioned for a series at Amazon. So we know it's being brought to a screen near us. I do. I did see it more as like a movie franchise. There's so many things in the book that remind me so much of Hunger Games. I think it's going to be a movie. I heard series. Okay. Okay. And even if it's on Amazon, like this needs to be something in the theaters. Like this is going to bring back like those big franchises. There's so many Twilight references. There's so honestly, I see it so much as like a Hunger Games type of thing. Me too. Like Peta and Gail. Duh. Yeah. Duh. Um, but of course, casting comes to mind. And I, I do really see Violet as Anya Taylor-Joy, except like Violet physically is so small and short. And short. Anya Taylor-Joy is just too tall for it. But I'm sorry, the hair, the face, the body, like it's giving Violet Soringale. I stand I, by that. I understand. Um, and but I, I do think she's also 18. Like we need someone really young. Right. I think it will probably be an unknown. Yeah. Kind you know? of like, or, you know, an up and coming... Actress, kind of like how Jennifer Lawrence was, Kristen Stewart. Like, they had yeah. worked before, but they weren't household names. I love that. Yeah. And for Zayden, I don't picture Zayden when I'm reading it so much as I picture Violet. Like, I don't really know what Zayden looks like. I can't I can't put my finger on it. I think on Redheads, we do the Hollywood treatment. If you've read Fourth Wing, go listen to the Redheads episode. We all gave our casting suggestions. I like Jacob Elordi. Someone said Charles Melton. You know, he's oh, I from like Riverdale. that. I like yeah. that. He's because very I like handsome. I, and I also feel like the only real descriptors they gave is that he has very like tan bronzed skin and brown hair. Yeah. So it could be anyone really. Jacob Elordi with a spray tan. Yeah. But somebody big. Tall. Yeah. And like chiseled. Yeah. Chiseled. And who's like, tw he's 23. And she's 20. 20? Yeah. They're three yeah, years Yeah. Because I apart. just started, um. The second book? Yeah. And she just turned 21. And my book club has hit a kind of fork in the road for this month because we're reading Matthew Perry's memoir. And there's like two or three girlies in the book club who are so against Kindles. Like we talk about it every week. Like they they just read hardcover books. And the book is like sold out everywhere. So, oh. So like they went to go purchase and there what there are no books. Well, maybe a toaster is selling a copy. Oh, if you're selling a copy, LMK. There's always people selling copies of books in the Redheads Facebook group. Okay. Where amazing things happen. I will source. That's a good call. Yeah, it is a good call. You're welcome. So I'm loving the book. I'm going to read the sequel, of course. And everyone was right. Everyone I'm so was glad. I was reading the sequel last night. I felt like I was reading so much. And I was at 4%. Oh, that's so, tough. 
No, but like it must be in a thousand page book. Let me, I, I meant to look up how many pages it is. Oh, don't ruin it for me because you know then I won't want to read it. No, but like if you love it, then it's just more. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it is, no, 623, same as fourth wing. Oh, fourth wing is 600 pages? Pretty sure. Wow, if I had known that before, I wouldn't have read it. That's why we keep things from you. It's true. It's so important to keep things 528. from 528. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's important. Um, so I'm looking forward to like keeping up with the casting of that series or movie or whatever it's going to end up being. That'll be fabulous. Yeah, very, very exciting. And I'm so glad you're on board. And then you have to listen to the Redheads episode. Yeah, of course. I love listening to the Redheads episodes after um, I finish a book. So I listen to The Measure. Oh, what do you think? Who would you agree with most? Um, like kind of n- none of you. Maybe Rebecca, because you guys talked a lot about how you thought the book was very COVID-y. And like, I honestly didn't get that at all. Yeah. So Rebecca was like, oh my God, I didn't even think of that. And I was like, same. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. But it's such a great way. And also like sometimes when I read books, that's why I need to listen to the fourth wing um, Redheads episode. Like, like I you said, miss uh, stuff. like I said earlier in the book, like I'm, I'm earlier in the week. I'm really not like the smartest person, especially book smart. So I feel like stuff really goes over my head, like details or, you know, no, meaning. We, we all had that experience with fourth wing where it's like someone noticed something that the others didn't. And we were all like learning more because there's a lot of stuff in the book. Yeah. Speaking of um, COVID-y, I'm pretty sure I have covid <laughs> Yikes, stay away. <laughs> Throwback Thursday. By the way, I feel like now, like, it's November. Yeah. And, like, before COVID, let's remember, like, during this time of year, like, people would get the flu. They would get the no, cold. Yeah. Like, it's just, I, like, being sick in the winter. No, I'm literally just sick. I assumed I had a cold, but then my friend has COVID, and she was telling me her symptoms. And I was like, yeah, those are my symptoms, too. And then yesterday, I couldn't taste or smell. And that has never happened to me that's before. So, oh, by the way, that's happened to me, though. No, Claudia, not, like, I'm sh- With a cold, like, yeah, you lose, you can't yeah, smell. Yeah. No, I've never, like, been eating something, and I couldn't. Like, I was eating um everything bagel crisps. That's uh-huh. a flavorful snack. Yeah. Couldn't taste a thing. It could have been anything. Okay, but by the way, like, that has happened to me many times when I'm sick. I don't feel like that's a COVID-exclusive thing. When your nose gets so blocked up, it's math. I mean, it's science. Like No, I know. But I've never had the experience of not being able to taste, period. It's coming back today, which is which is good because it's weird to not be able to taste. It's like, oh, I should take advantage of this. Eat healthy. Yeah, by the way, when I, the last time, I think I was at your house and I was so sick. I literally ate broccoli because I couldn't taste. I'm like, might as well. I know, but it's also, I'm realizing, like, so psychological. It's like, well, I want to curl up with a bag of pretzels. Yeah, not a bag of broccoli. Not a bag of broccoli. Even though I did the other day steam some broccoli and eat it. That's disgusting. No, because last week I was making broccoli egg bites and I had leftover broccoli that was like seasoned. So I just started eating it. I was like, this is so good. I should make this for a snack. Let's not and say we did. Anyways, refluish lema to me. Refluish lema to you. Do you need to blow your nose off camera? You sound... Yes, I'm waiting for the ad break. I'm going to go No, go, because I have something else to say, and you can, I, it'll give you like 10 seconds. Okay, I'm going to take my headphones off so that I can, my- Go, live your my, best life. Okay, but I'm going to miss what you're going to say. Very sad. Oh, okay. Just give me a teaser. No, so I went last night to a dinner to celebrate the opening of the new Crate and Barrel store in Flatiron, and oh my God, like, I've never been like a Crate and Barrel girly. Like, I, I go more CB2, because like, it's cheaper, and- it's a 25,000 square foot store. It looks seriously like a Costco. Like it's huge. 
it was so sick. It was so Gorgina. There was like a dinner downstairs for like 50 people, but upstairs you could just like walk around the store, take pictures. Oh my God. I'm so in the holiday spirit now. They had like Christmas trees and like an ornament making thing. And they had, like, it was so sick. And I just wanted to say like it opened today. Like I'm going to be spending my time at Crate and Barrel. Like I've never been one of those girls but with my new house. Yeah, you need to make selections. Okay, go, go, go. Yeah, let's yeah, I'm do. gonna mute my. I'm actually gonna get up and mute my microphone. Without further ado, do, 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 do from this nasally wench. Here are the fast five stories that you need to know. And the fast five stories that uh, you need to know are brought to you by Mattress Firm. When you sleep on the right mattress, everything becomes clear. Mattress Firm carries a wide selection of high quality mattresses from top brands at every price. Price point, excuse me. And the right mattress matters. Mattress firm, firm will find yours this Black Friday sale. Take advantage. I feel like a mattress is an investment. A mattress is the one thing in your life that I think is most important. Honestly, I would say that. And with Mattress Firm's Black Friday sale, it's a great time to take advantage. My mattresses from Mattress Firm, I bought it at one of their big annual sales. And with Black Friday coming up, do not miss out. You can score major deals on top brands from Mattress Firm's Black Friday sale. If you're a parent, you know, like sleep can decline as you get older with the kids and the problems and everything. There's never a bad time in your life to invest in a good, decent mattress. Sleep plays a key role in our emotional well-being, especially during parenthood. It's important to support good sleep habits by optimizing you and your family's routine around sleep and bedtime. As sleep disruptors change, whether due to age, location, or the arrival of new children, a foundation slash routine will help you overcome those hurdles. So with the holidays coming up, Give yourself the gift of good rest this year. You know that um, Mattress Firm carries some of the finest brands. Mine is Tempur-Pedic. They have, you know, Stearns & Foster. They have all the greatest brands, in my opinion. So make sure to take advantage of the Black Friday sale at Mattress Firm. Take 120 nights to make sure it's right for you or your money back. You can shop in-store online at mattressfirm.com. Calm. Today's episode is also brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guaranteed, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices shows your total upfront, so you know what you're getting that you're getting a great deal before you check out. And you can buy ticket tickets in seconds with two taps. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts, so it's really the place to find last-minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And with zone deals, you can pick the section and Game Time will pick the seats for you for big time savings. And the Game Time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code TOAST for $20 off your first purchase. GameTime is just a great app to constantly have on your phone, whether you travel for work or, you know, you live in a fabulous city like I do, Nueva York, and there's always stuff going on. Have the GameTime app. It's a great way to discover things going on in your city. Terms apply when you download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code TOAST for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create that account. Redeem code T-O-A-S-T for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price, guaranteed. Today's episode is also brought to you by Quince. I love high-end luxury goods as much as the next gal, but sometimes our wallets aren't on the same page. And that was until we found Quince, our go-to place for luxury essentials at prices within reach. So Quince's business model just makes sense. They create timeless classics that never go out of style. You can have them in your closet forever. 
Like they have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50, washable silk tops and dresses, flattering pants. But the best price is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories. They cut the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to the customer. They only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices practices, and premium fabrics and finishes. I have so many great pieces from Quince. Every time I wear this like beige cashmere v-neck sweater, I get so many questions about it. It's so well made. It's cashmere and it was very reasonably priced and it's now my second winter with it. It really is very um, well made. I have a great pair of slacks. You know, you need slacks, a nice like tailored black pant. You do. So you can get affordable luxury with Quince. Go to quince.com slash toast for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. These are pieces that will last you a long time. They are really well made. They are fairly priced. And so if you're looking to build like a great capsule wardrobe of like staple pieces that are well made, head to quince.com slash toast to get free shipping and free 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash toast. Thank you, La. I feel like a new woman. Yet a well. Oh, I'm so good. I'm so glad. Do, do I sound like one? Yes, you sound great and clear. Crystal clear. Crystal. I wonder how long I'll have. Hopefully till the next ad break till I need to expel myself again. You let me know. I will. We can, we can always will. cut. Just let me. It's not a big deal. Oh, that's true. That's true. I like, you know, sneaking it in. Yeah, I know. Our next, our first story. Uh, not our next one. Fire Festival 2 kicks off with zero gravity flights and no catastrophes. If convicted fraudster Billy McFarlane, the guy behind the catastrophically incompetent fire festival, took you to a remote airstrip outside of New York City and told you to get on a tiny plane to experience zero gravity flight, would you climb aboard? Apparently, some people would. Page 6 hears that ex-con Billy McFarlane took a group of around 75 of the first people to buy tickets for his do-over event, Fire Festival 2, to an airfield in Orange County, New York, and sent them up in private planes to experience weightlessness. Pilots can create the feeling of weightlessness even inside the Earth's atmosphere. Yeah, they did it on The Bachelor. By flying through a certain kind of arc. Is that what Vanessa Vanessa Grimaldi, when she threw up, yeah. Literally me. I have so many things to say. Um, So he's doing a fire festival too. Mm -hmm. People have bought tickets. The first purchasers got to experience weightlessness with Billy McFarlane. The fact that there are 75 people who purchase tickets, like they are fucking morons. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what's going to go wrong, but I will, I will not feel bad for them. Like I won't like, this is so stupid. Second of all, fire festival and Billy McFarland is a pop culture moment. I am so done with like, I don't want to hear him on podcasts. I don't want to see him doing interviews. I don't want us to hear about what his next plans are for like, I don't care. Can we stop? Like we get so obsessed with these things and we ruin them. Like, okay. I understand when the documentaries came out, like, sure. It was fun. That was years ago. Why are we still talking about this person? I mean, because it was such a moment, I think everyone's trying to recreate the moment. It's giving Suez. It's giving, you know, shipping container, like trying to squeeze through, trying to make a Suez moment. The way I feel about Billy, though, I feel differently. I'm just like, bro, like if at first you don't succeed, try, try, try again. I love this for him. I think he should keep going. I hope Fire Festival 2 is a massive success and he proves all the haters wrong. I hope that for him. I don't care. Like, that's the thing. Succeed or not. Like, my life remains unaffected. I will never purchase. Like, I cannot. And by the way, not only did they buy a ticket, they also bought a ticket with, like, more dangerous activities. Like, I would never go on a plane that was procured by Billy McFarland. Yeah, but if you watch the documentaries about Fire Festival, like, Billy just has this 
I'm sorry to say, entrepreneurial spirit mm-hmm. that you cannot quell. Even you can't when deny. he was when he was doing it's an entrepreneurial spirit coupled with a fraudster spirit. Right, of that course. That makes for this beautiful enigma that is Billy McFarlane. Even when he was doing those credit cards, like he just wants to build something. No, he just like wants That's money. His, his name should be Buildy. Buildy <laughs> McFarland. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you can't crush his spirit. He paid the time for the crime. He did. He did. But I'm just so uninterested in the comings and goings of Fire Festival 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, 4. Like, I don't care. And I think also the people who buy tickets, they just want to be a part of something. I think it speaks and, to like and by a the way, deep, a deep like loneliness and <laughs> deep desire to be in a documentary. You and know? By the way, nobody on the planet understands that better than me. I... Every day I wake up and I say, what can I be a part of today? But not at the expense of my own life. Yeah. But did Getting they on a die? plane. But did they die? Did you die though? But did you die? No, they didn't. This time. Yeah. He has the same energy as that guy who created the submersible company. <laughs> yes. Like trying to do something that can't be done for a reason. For a reason. There's a reason why you can't do a music festival on a remote island because they right. don't have the infrastructure. Right, right. There's a reason right. why it hasn't been done before. Like, I'm just, like, if I never heard the words fire festival again, like, I would be fine, you know? I'm at that place now. I'm at the place where it's, like, history to me, and I, I can relive it, for, like, at a glance. I'm not in it. Like, now it's, like, it's far enough away that I can re-engage from time to time. For me, it isn't love as it it isn't hate. It's just indifference. Okay. It sounds a little like hate. No, actually. I feel very calm. (laughs) It's indifference. Okay. It's indifference. Sorry. I, I am indifferent. Like, I feel similarly. People are always grouping them together, like he and Anna Delvey. I, he, she did come to mind as a fraudster with an entrepreneurial spirit who, like, the media won't let you forget. Yeah, I guess my treatment of these two is a little different. Is it because Anna's a woman? (laughs) Is it internalized misogyny? No, I think it's because what Anna Delvey was doing was just kind of like specific to her and I don't even know what she was doing. No, and she was stealing money from banks. It's hard to be sad for banks. No, it's not even like I feel sad, but like Billy McFarlane, it was like the influencers, the celebrities, like everybody was involved in what he it was just so much bigger than him whereas I feel like what Anna Delvey was doing like was, was all her really, you know a, a little circle jerk yeah yeah it wasn't big enough for me to care about no there were like there were actual victims in the fire festival saga and there were people there were there are all these no, different Jackie, if layers anything, you should dislike Billy McFarlane more than you dislike Anna Delvey but we're talking those about Bahamian No, I know, companies. but we're not talking about a dislike for the scam they did. We're talking about a dislike for the media cover, like the, the yeah. press about them and them as like public figures. How about this? I don't like either of them. Yeah, I wouldn't say I like either of them. And in terms of the content that was made from their scandals, like I quite enjoyed Inventing Anna. I quite enjoyed the fire festivals. I never saw them. Maybe that's why. Maybe. Because it was like really crazy. I'm sure. It was was just one of those trends I just like didn't participate in. That's like me and Tiger King. Uh, What a blessing that was. Yeah. To not participate? or To not participate. Or the show itself. 
no to not participate. <laughs> For some people, like it was the biggest blessing in their life. And that's what's wrong with this country. There's a lot of things wrong with this country. Can you tell me about this Osama bin Laden TikTok thing? I would thing? love to. Please, like I, I think I know what's happening and I can't believe it. I need you to break so, it down for me. Apparently, like while Osama was kicking, you know, in that palace of his, he had penned this open letter, a scholar, if you will, to the United States with his just, you know, his philosophies and his thoughts, you know, on the matter. And it was like, I don't think it was, you know, made such uh, made waves when it was published, but somebody on TikTok posted about it and it's gone viral and people are like, you know, posting videos, recapping and sharing their thoughts on the uh, letter to America penned by Osama bin Laden. And I will say it's important to note most of the people who made videos were women. Just thought that was an important thing to add. <laughs> Um, being like, you know, Osama had a point. Osama had a point. Being like, let's talk about this letter. And I'd be like, yeah, let's talk about it. And if I watch a video, I'm horrified that the, the thoughts they were having on the letter weren't the same as my thoughts. And I honestly think people like this really need to be watched by the FBI. Like, it's insane. It's insane. What's Osama's thesis? The thing is, I don't know. Is it, you know, America needs to be destroyed? Yeah, it's like, you know, the freedoms and that, you know, our government is lying to us. Like, it's insane. It's written by Osama bin Laden, you know? No, it's, it's literally Osama. No, and it's not figuratively Osama. <laughs> it's not giving Osama. No, 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 in a literal sense, in a physical sense, in a tangible sense, it's Osama bin Laden. Yeah, but those people on TikTok and who are, empathize these empaths for osama they weren't alive during 9 11 most of them like and it shows. that's what um that's what the, the but you really shouldn't have to be alive for something to understand have empathy it. and not even empathy like common yeah. sense wait that just reminded me of something the craziest thing happened to me last night like this is major tea i have to share oh so i told you this did you not read my text in the chat you did. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay, crazy. Like more than one crazy thing can happen. What do people like to say? Two crazy things can be true at the same time. No, they just say two things can be true oh, at I'm, once. But I'm making. I'm You're making it your own. I'm meeting the moment. So, I feel like I'm not supposed to share this, but like I don't care. Yeah. Was it not like a private thing? Oh, it was. Should I not? I don't know. That's why I, assu I assumed it was a private thing. Like it was. No, it was. It was. But like, would this person care? I don't know him. Fuck. Fuck. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I'm really sorry. That was not cool, guys. Like, okay. Maybe like one day. You, maybe tomorrow if you if you find out more information. I'm sure yeah. someone will actually write it up. I'm sure there was like a mole. I thought there would definitely be a mole and that this thing would be on page six. Not and page then I could six, say it was there. It's not really a page six type. Yes, thing. it is. Yes, it is. I would say okay, let's stop talking about a thing I can't share because that's so annoying and I'm really sorry. But you're right. I don't want to get in gonna, trouble. Turdy's going to work to find out if she can share. Let me just ask someone what they think. Okay, yeah, and then we can circle back to it. In the meantime, I'll tell you our second story. Mm -hmm. Now, usually haircuts do not make news on this show. And I think that's a policy we should stick by. But Harry Styles has given fans a closer look at his shaved head and he's dividing his fans. Wait, I'm sorry. Some notes from Osama bin Laden's letter because I just opened this text message and it says, so he says that he really, really feels that people should abscond from homosexuality. 
Jews run everything. And that was pretty much the thesis. And so the women... And the women loved it. And that's why I've said it once and I'll say again, I'm not a woman who blindly supports other women because I've seen some of those women's TikToks and they don't have my support. I, I mean, maybe they didn't get to the part about like how Osama feels about women. Yeah. I mean, he loved women. Or he maybe they did. He married all different types of women at all different ages. Yeah. And all at the same time. Uh, that is the craziest thing. It's literally Osama. Okay, Harry Styles shaved his head. We talked about it earlier this we week. Did. But like, he posted a picture. Fans are divided. I'm making an exception to the rule. We're talking about a haircut because this is big news. You know, he's, yeah. They're calling him hairless Styles. I don't love it. I don't love it. And I knew that it was coming. I saw a very blurry picture of like his silhouette. So I had a feeling I would know what it was lo would look like. And it doesn't look like what I thought it was. And it looks so, bad. So do you not feel like he's the David Beckham? No, so I would have thought he was one of these people who could pull off any hairstyle. I'm like, I really don't like it. I don't dislike it. He's a nice looking man, but it definitely takes away. I mean, he looks a lot older. It takes away some of that boyish charm, boyish. which I think he likes. Perhaps. He, he looks like a lot of other people now. And I feel like before he was, you know, one of a kind. Yeah. But now he looks like a number, like just like an artist. Yeah, that's true, actually. That's a great point. I just think aesthetically, it's not my favorite. You prefer hairful styles. Hairful styles. <laughs> Harry styles. Harry styles. Yeah. Me too. Though I, I do like change, you know? Whenever someone cuts their hair, even if it, like, it's not your best cut, like I appreciate that you tried something new. Yeah, yeah. And Harry's always had like a multitude of hairstyles. We remember the shoulder length. He's grown out his hair. He's cut his hair. This most recent one with very like bachelor-esque, you know, fluffy. I liked that one for the love on tour. Um, this just isn't my favorite, but he, you're right. He definitely fancies himself a David Beckham type. Yeah. And he is good looking enough. That it really doesn't matter, but it's different. Yeah. It's different. Mm-hmm. It hits different this time. Catastrophic blues moving on was always easy for me to do. Speaking of Taylor Swift songs, I watched this show, The Buccaneers, on Apple uh -huh. TV. I think it's like four or five episodes. And when I started it, I was regretting it because it's not good. But I kept oh, wow. watching. I kept watching because like I already gotten into it and I don't want to take the time to get into another show I'm not going to like. It's just like so historically inaccurate. Like it's set in like 1870 and it's like, but it's meant to be. It's like the oh. way that they're behaving, these girls, like they would never, like yeah. no one would ever. And it's about like, you know, American, rich American, like Gilded Age girls, like going over to Britain and, you know, the broke lords want to marry them, whatever. And the way that these American girls are behaving, like I know there was a difference between like the Americans Cultures. and the British. But this is on, on, it's ridiculous. They're like constantly running around. First of all, in the opening scene, they're like showing their arms. Like I don't think anyone right. was showing, like it but it, it's like they wanted to do a modern show about like love and whatever, just set in a different time. Yeah. And it's just bothering me how there's like, it's so devoid from like historical accuracy, just in terms of like, I like those like small cultural things. Even yeah. in one scene, she's giving the baby a bottle, which I'm obsessed with like how people like breastfed, nurse, rear children before there were breast pumps, formula, everything. And the bottle is like this little glass boat. And I thought that was so interesting. And like, that's why yeah. I like shows like this. You like learn yeah. things like that. I want more of that. Not sleeveless women running around in corsets. That, like, no, they would never be allowed out of the house like that. 
wait, you also just reminded me, like, nobody's talking about the fact that Gilded Age is back. Because it's one episode at a time and the show's not good enough for yeah. me to watch it. It's not Game of Thrones. Sorry. No, but I do feel like it could be one of those shows that, like, by the time we hit, like, season three or four, like, it's so popular and it gets, like, really good. Because it's there. The makings of it are there. It's beautifully done. Yeah. I mean, I like it because it's because my like vibe, it. but it's not the best of the best. No, no. It's I, not, like, it's Julian Fellows, but it's not Downton. No, 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 no. And it but does it could give, be. like, community. There's something about it that's, like, community theater. I'm sorry. It's, first of all, there's a lot of things about it, but, like, Cynthia Nixon playing something other than Miranda Hobbs is literally, it's just impossible. It's impossible to suspend your disbelief and believe that, you know, she's a woman living in the Gilded Age. And just the accents, like, it's comical. Yeah. And even those new, nouveau riche people across the street... Like, it's just so put on. Like, you feel yeah. like you're watching a, a fake show. Yeah, yeah, that's You don't fair. feel transported. You don't. So, Buccaneers. But now that I've gotten a few episodes, like, I'm into the storyline. It's good. Christina Hendricks in it, is in it, and she's amazing. Uh, I love that bitch. She's so different in the show. She plays the mother. Mm-hmm. But she is just really acting through... She's really acting well. Like the fact that we live in a world where Bryce Dallas Howard and Christina Hendricks both exist and they're not the same person. Like I'll never understand that. Yeah, but sometimes one of them's working and so the other one shows up. Like It's nice to have a, like a backup redhead. Yeah. There's it's two. Nice. There we get two. I, I don't think I could possibly tell them apart except because I watched Mad Men. Like I definitely recognize Christina Hendricks more. As a redhead, I can tell them apart with ease. Like, of same course. with, like, Amy Adams and Isla Fisher. I'm sorry. Those two women don't look alike. Everyone thinks they're the same person. No, I can tell them apart in a flash. But those are the four redheads. And then Jessica Chastain rounded out. And we yeah, have yeah, a yeah. basketball team. <laughs> the, uh, the fire crotches. <laughs> sorry, that's disgusting. It is. It's like a disgusting word. I can't believe I just used that. I'm disgusting. You are. I am. Are you ready for our next story? I just feel, you know when you can feel energy in a room? Okay. I feel like there's like a mouse in here. Like I can just feel it. Maybe it's you. Like we've been in the studio for many, many years. We've never seen a mouse. I just think my time is up, you know? Maybe you're the mouse. But I'm not because I'm a girl. (laughs) There can be girl mouses. I'm a human girl. Is the mouse in the room with us? I believe it is. A piece of cheese. You think I have cheese? Oh. Yeah, I think there's a cheese string in the fridge, honestly. Maybe that's why we have a mouse. (laughs) And if it's not there, the mouse already got it. Yeah. Any other thoughts before I can add into the next story? No, I've been told I really shouldn't share my tea, and I'm really sorry to have brought it up. Thank you for the apology. I'm glad I caught you in time. Yeah. Our next story is a, a story that I'm very passionate about. Wow. What story number is this? Three. Okay. Bachelorette star Blake Hortzman is expecting his first baby with Love is Blind alum Giannina Jabelli. So for people who watch Love is Blind or The Bachelor, Bachelorette, you probably know that Blake Hortzman from Becca's season of The Bachelor is dating Giannina from Love is Blind, who was engaged to Damien, and she lost her butterflies. They have She been, lost her butterflies. They've been together 
for a while, like over a yeah. year, maybe two years. They met on like a reality show where like cast-offs of other reality shows right, go. Right. I don't know which one specifically. Very maybe. like MTV, X on the yeah, Beach. Yeah, like Sex on the Beach sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but not that one. Yeah. And they've been going steady for a really long time. And now they are pregnant. And I am just over the moon for them. No, I will say like this is the ending nobody saw coming, you know? It's very sweet. I just, like, I think their Instagram content is insane. <laughs> Jackie's always sending it to me. Like, I find it very triggering. Um, but that's neither here nor there, because I actually think this is lovely, and I'm really happy for them. I'm really happy for them. You couldn't write a better ending to both, for of, both these, of them. For both of them. To both of these shows, even. Like, the fact that, I think a lot of people, you know, they go on shows like Famous in Love, you know, crossover shows. Yep. They meet someone probably have a lot in common with them because you've both been on a reality show, but it never lasts. And these two are defying the odds. Yeah, I agree. It's really nice. The pregnancy announcement was really beautiful. (laughs) And like, it's great. The proof is in the pudding. It's true. It's true. And I also feel like they're, even though like I was saying, like they're so, like their Instagram is just insane. Like it's a lot. It's a lot. I also weirdly feel like they're very low key. I feel like a lot of people don't even know that these two are dating. Not enough people know is how I feel. And it's my job to share it with the world and no, to publicize I the nace. You have to publicize the nace. Having a baby together. Yeah. And like, I feel, I, I feel as though like no, nobody really knows like either of these people on a real personal level because they both kind of had like these insane personalities on their shows. And they both had crazy arcs. Right. But I feel like they know each other. Right. They see each other. They've seen each other at their best and at their worst and they're choosing to forge ahead. So I believe in nice. their love. Find you a love like Blake and Giannina. No, it's really nice. I'm I'm happy for these two. I always forget about his Bachelor in Paradise stint. Like, I always just think of him as like Becca's runner up. I don't think of him like ever. But if I had to think of him, I think of him as but like now I'm going Jason back. Tardick, right? Yeah, but now I'm remembering Kaylin Stagecoach. Text messages. Text messages, Hannah G. What did Hannah G do? He just like really wanted to date her in paradise, even though he had already had a thing with Kaylin, but he asked Tasha out on a date, even though Hannah G was there. He was just a mess. Messy. Messy Hortzman. Yeah. But Hannah G made the right call. She's looking you know, her. I mean, everybody made the right calls for themselves. Look at Blake. Yeah, there was an that was an like a good era of Bachelor in Paradise. And we did get a lot of couples from that time. Kaylin Dean and Dean? Yeah. Obsessed. Obsessed. Hannah and Dylan. Yeah, they just got married. Yeah. Who That's else? Nice. Was, who else? Anyone? Tasha, but she didn't end up with anyone from that. Jean-Paul Jones. That was like a crazy time. Yeah. JPJ. So Mazel Tov to Blake and Giannina. Mazel Tov. Wishing you well. Wishing you so well. So um, thankful to have a reason to discuss them. Before we dive into the next story, let me tell you that the next story and the rest of the show are brought to you by Rakuten. For toasters who are longtime listeners, you know that we love Rakuten, one of the quintessential hacks to save money while shopping. Rakuten is an app that gives you cash back on the stores you are already buying from, which you can stack on top of holiday deals to maximize your savings. Then it lets you deposit your cash back earnings directly into your PayPal or it's sent to you via a check back to you. And the holiday season is upon us, which means it is the time to be using the app. They are having their highest cash back rates of the year from Black Friday to 
to Cyber Monday with brands giving up to 15% cash back on stores that you are already shopping at. So in the spirit of the holidays and all this money that Rakuten is going to be saving you, let's play a little game of my favorite game, a little, let's play a round of my favorite game, this or that, but it's going to be holiday gift edition. Okay. So we're going to be spending hypothetical money. You know, that's our absolute favorite thing to do here, like when we're going to win the lottery. Literally. So let's get into it. These are all things you can and will be saving money and getting cash back on at Rakuten. So tell me what you would prefer. Okay. A brand new set of makeup from Tarte or new skincare, a whole new regime from Kiehl's. Ooh, two brands that I love. But here I'm going to have to go necessity because mm-hmm. I have all Tarte makeup. Yeah, I have We're, the like, this that is I an need. unfair question because I was going to say too, like I'm on the Tarte PR list. No, I'm like, also on the Kiehl's PR list is what I was going to say. You are? Oh my God, yeah. Avocado cream. They also make baby products. Yeah, I use their yeah, baby yeah. lotion. Um, so are you going with Kiehl's? I think I'm going to go with Kiehl's because out of necessity, I technically, I have less Kiehl's than I have Tarte. Like I have Tarte makeup, a lifetime supply. Yeah, I agree. But if it was for you, listener, dear listener... They're both great choices. Yeah, it just depends. Like, are you a makeup girly or are you a skincare girly? What are your this needs? Game, this game is so personal. Everything. All right, ready for another one? Yeah. Would you prefer a brand new Away luggage Ooh. or a brand new Dyson Airwrap? Ooh. Ooh, these are hard. I would choose the Dyson Airwrap. I have a Dyson Airwrap. I know I'm t- we have to talk hypothetically because okay. I, I have an away suitcase and a Dyson Airwrap. Right, but I just feel like you can never have enough suitcases is how I feel. Agreed, but like a Dyson Airwrap is like a once in a lifetime sort and of also, thing. And also I use my Dyson Airwrap every day. My away suitcase, like it would, I would only notice it a couple times a year and I'd be like, right. damn, I wish I had an away suitcase. Whereas every right. day I would need my Dyson Airwrap. Dyson it's Airwrap like, is the winner. I like my Skechers sneakers, but I love, but I love my, my Dyson Airwrap. <laughs> okay. This one's really hard. Would you rather get five new Stanley water bottles in any colors of your choice or five pairs of Ray-Ban sunglasses? Whoa. Now, I feel like the answer at first would be Stanley. I feel like the answer at first would be Ray-Ban because if you do the monetary value, that's technically a a bit of a higher value. Mm, I don't know. These Stanleys, these, you know, collab ones, special edition. But I'm so in my Stanley era. By the way, same. My Stanley's my life, but like, do I need five? Yes. One for every day of the week. With sunglasses, I really like change them up all the time. I'm kind of going Stanley. I think I'm going Ray-Ban. Okay, good. We each got what we wanted. All right, let's do one more. New Ugg slippers or Stuart Weitzman boots? I guess it just depends how big like of a slob you want to be that day, you know? It just depends I, on the day. I'm going Ugg slippers because I literally just bought Ugg slippers yesterday because I was like, I'm going to treat my foot. I'm going to treat treating my foot right my now. My foot. Like my slippers are so run down. I deserve a cozy pair of slippers this season. And yeah. so I would have gone Ugg slippers. What about a whole new wardrobe from Saks or all new makeup from Ulta? Ulta carries everything, like high, low. But I'm going Saks. I'm going yeah. Saks. A whole new wardrobe from Saks. They literally have everything. Like, No, they have like underwear, hosiery, bralettes, like from top to bottom. Yeah, no, I'll go with a makeup-free face. Yeah, no, I'll be so ugly but dressed to the nines that nobody will notice. Yeah. So don't forget all of these places that we just mentioned and so many more get you cash back when you shop with Rakuten. The good news is that with Rakuten, you can have this and that because this game... It's hypothetical. It's hypothetical. You don't have to choose. 
On Black Friday, all the way to Cyber Monday, you can earn up to 15% cash back on Rakuten from brands like Ugg, Stanley, Dyson, Ray-Ban, Saks, Ulta, all the places we mentioned. So I know it sounds like there's got to be some sort of gotcha moment from Rakuten, but there's truly not. Membership is free. It's so easy to sign up. And all you have to do is download the Rakuten app or visit Rakuten.com to start saving today. R-A-K-U-T-E-N.com or the Rakuten app. Happy shopping. Stay safe this holiday season, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Claudia, for that fun and engaging game. A pleasure. I feel engaged. I'm glad. Mazel tov. Though I'm married. Oh. Plan words. <laughs> Are you ready for our next story? Yes. It's some exciting news for the children. Thank God. Frozen 4 is in the works at Disney. Bob Iger reveals. Dis- was there ever a 3? It's forthcoming. But before it even comes out, they're letting you know Frozen 4 is coming. Bob Iger revealed the studio is working on a fourth Frozen movie in addition to the previously announced Frozen 3, which hasn't be re- been released yet. He said Frozen 3 is in the works and there might be a Frozen 4 in the works too, he said on GMA. But I don't have much to say about those films right now. Uh, the director who created the original movies is hard at work on not one but two actual stories of Frozen. I wake up every day mad that I wasn't cast in Frozen. Like, they didn't even know it at the time. I'm sure they thought it would be a great payday, like a big Disney movie. They didn't know the franchise they were creating when they created that movie. And, like, I just think, like, how lucky Adina Menzel, Josh Gad, Jonathan Groff, like, I'm so... Kristen Bell. That's what I meant. I'm so jealous. It's disgusting. Maybe there's a new character that you could audition for. I would love, love, love that. Also, speaking of Disney movies, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson was on Jimmy Fallon and he announced that there in the works is a live action Moana that he's going to obviously play Maui in. Chef's Kiss, great idea. This is what's great about like having so much immediate success with new movies. Like they could also do (coughs) this for Frozen. Right, and like Moana's not problematic. So in a few years when they, you know, do it again, they're not going to have to, you know, remove the dwarves. Right, right. No, but I'm saying like, and I guess maybe it's a little different for Frozen. Like, I don't think Adina Menzel would play Elsa in a live-action Frozen. No, they're like teenagers. Yeah. And they don't look like they're characters. I guess this True. really only works for Dwayne. Yeah. I don't know who... I don't. There aren't really other, like, famous voices in Moana, is there? Moana herself, just... she's about to be in Mean Girls, a musical. Oh, no way. Yeah. Who is she playing? I think one of the Mean Girls... Oh, I love that. Yeah. But Mo- Dwayne playing Maui. And also like Maui was inspired by him a bit. Like it was very right. simpatico. Yeah. Like his culture, his tattoos. His tattoos. Right. So I think that's awesome. I think Moana live action will be stunning. Yeah. All that oceanic panorama. Yeah. But who would play like the live action Frozen? That's a good question. Honestly, I feel like I keep using her for everything. Renee like, Rap. Anna. Could totally be Anya Taylor Joy. Or Does she Elsa. sing? That's a good question. It never stops Zach Efron. And you know what we don't talk about enough as a culture? Mm-hmm. How, like, he was in High School Musical because they liked him so much, even though he couldn't really sing. So, like, in the movies, Drew Seeley is singing and Zach Efron is lip syncing. And then Zach Efron kind of became, like, the guy for musicals. And he sang in The Greatest Showman. So, like, why couldn't he sing in High School Musical? I think he stepped his pussy up. Like, yeah. He took some voice lessons. I think he probably has... He was in Hairspray. Yeah, he probably has a pleasant enough voice. Like, he's not like me where there's just no helping. But he could carry a tune 
And I think he had so much potential to be a musical king. Like he dances, he acts, he's down to clown. He's so down to clown. That's an important factor in the movie musical actor. No, if you want to get in musicals, like you have to be the most unserious person. Right. So they were like, if we could just help this Unless man's Unless you're doing voice, like Les Mis. Right. If we could help this man's voice, he'll be unstoppable. And that's but what they did. Honestly, it, it, to me, it translates as this is a person who was born to sing. Like when I heard him on Hairspray, so ladies, choice, 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 I'm the ladies. Do, 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 do. Ah, ba, ba, da, 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 da. Like that to me is one of the greatest musical performances of our time. And you're telling me that person had to learn how to sing and he wasn't just born singing. Yeah. I think talent should, needs to be honed. Without love. Like, hello. But I also think what makes him a great movie musical actor, it's not his, his voice itself like isn't amazing. It's the whole it's package. Good. Yeah. Like but when, he, even in Greatest right. Showman, like his, I'm not struck by his voice. Like I'm just struck by the whole thing. So it's just a yeah. small part of the magic yeah. that is Zac Efron. And I always thought it was so cool how for a very long time, Zac Efron was like the hottest guy in Hollywood. And he just like loved to do musicals. Like it was so sweet and cute. And like, and he was so straight. I was like, this is so crazy. I never thought about it much, but it's a beautiful oh, thing. I thought did. about it all the time. How like he was this like singing and dancing queen, but he was also like this heartthrob. Yeah. I, know? I really never saw it that way, but it's beautiful. Yeah. And I guess he was kind of like a young Hugh Jackman. And that's why The Greatest Showman was so beautiful because it really was the passing of the baton. Yeah, but also young Hugh Jackman is Gaston. Luke Evans. Luke Evans. I love that man. I I could wax poetic. I could do a whole podcast on Luke Evans, but it's important to note I've literally only seen him in Beauty and the Beast. Like, I'm sure he's worked on other stuff. I've never seen him. But that's the sign of a, of a great act. Like, when, that one, when someone's one role is enough to sustain you. We need to rewatch Beauty and the Beast when we're on vacation in I'll December to because the list. I haven't seen it in probably a year and it's uh, Oh, and you know what? Like mm. now with this list, we do have to think about the children. No, cuz I feel like I have thought about this. We'll be watching when the children go to bed. Oh, okay. But no, but that's why it's a great movie like Kayla loves Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's nice and stuff, but like not to be annoying. Like watching stuff with the kids is annoying. Like they're like jumping around and like we can't focus. Oh, wow. No, like it's, we're going to be watching the stuff when they go to bed. Harsh we're not going to be watching The Golden Bachelor with Kayla, are we? She would love it. No, she would like be disruptive. And I love her, but like if we're going to watch them, we have to watch it. Wow. Wow. Well, just soon saying. we can add Frozen 4 to our lists of family friendly oh, movies. Not. I didn't even see Frozen 2. I'm not like a, fro I'm not obsessed with Frozen. It's good. It's really good. No, it was good. It was good. You'll watch it. You'll watch it and you'll like it. And I loved what they did, you know, that first movie with, like, the celebrity soundtrack. Demi Lovato did Let It Go. Rascal Flatts was on there, right? No, they just, uh, they did, like, an off-brand. Oh, they did an off-Broadway cover? <laughs> yeah, they did this, like, you know, every once in a while, I think it was David Foster, he put together an album of Disney covers. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was good. And Rascal Flatts did Let It Go with Lucy Hale. It's yeah, like someone oh, so, went into my brain. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying that wasn't a Disney sanctioned work of art? No, it was Disney sanctioned. You can't sing their songs without. But it wasn't like official. It wasn't like the official soundtrack of Frozen. It was just some that's, people like riffing. That's too bad. I love to riff and raff. Yeah. Riff of it. Our fifth and final story um, is kind of crazy. And it's just funny the links we'll go to um, to not choose Jimmy Kimmel being Oscar host as a story. 
I support what is it? Whatever it is, I love. <laughs> An escaped horse on a plane forces the flight to turn back to JFK. The horse escaped the plane? Where did he go? So this is why details are important because you think like how did a horse end up on a plane without people knowing? But no. It's, well, horses go on planes. It's not. No? Yeah, it's not like that. Within okay. hours of taking off, a plane was forced to reroute and return to its departure airport after a horse got loose in the cargo hold. Ooh. A Boeing 747 took off from JFK on November 9th, and once it reached 31,000 feet, its crew requested a change in flight plan as one of the 15 horses in cargo had gotten loose. The plane was operated by Air Atlanta Icelandic. Um, the, the horses were being transported. There was 15 horses. They were being transported to across the pond like the idea of a horse on a plane makes me want to cry no literally i mean i didn't think much about horses get it how horses get around these days but of course they do you know they breed no, and of them course, like when they go to like the the big races well in they usually stay on the same continent i think yeah but still like if your horse is in california you go to the kentucky derby like you gotta fly no you drive i think you drive you see those horses on the highway all the time i see horse on the i just imagine he's going you know from one farm to the next like an hour away yeah i think if you're going from california to kentucky like you drive because a horse on a plane is an insane idea no it's insane but when i think about horses crossing the seas i would have thought that they would go by ship i would have well, so I watched this documentary once and I was sobbing. It's called Cher and the Loneliest Elephant. And it's all about this like this elephant during COVID that um, was in like one of these forlorn zoos in Pakistan. Like it was just horrible. And the zoo lost its funding, whatever, and all the animals, whatever. And they had nowhere to put this elephant. And he was like decrepit and broken and sad. And Cher got involved and they, they had to get this elephant to like this refugee camp. Not, no, well not, what's the word I'm Sanctuary? Yes, not refugee. Sanctuary in Cambodia. How do you get from Pakistan to Cambodia? Cher was very helpful. They got a cargo plane and they like walked the elephant onto the plane. The elephant had like broken legs. He was in shackles. It was like one of these horrible zoos. And they had to train him for like weeks and months before the plane because he was a little violent because he was mistreated for so many years. So he had, he gained the love and trust of this doctor. And this doctor was basically saying it's his job to like help animals for, who are in captivity and then move on from them. And it's a very hard job because you get so emotionally attached. So he has rules. Like he won't emotionally attach to these animals, but this elephant like stole his heart. And this like Pakistani veterinarian was crying. And like, I was crying. It was so sad. It's such a good documentary. And then at the end, like, because Cher is involved, he obviously, it's a happy ending and he's like thriving, whatever. And then they start playing Cher. Like, do you believe in life after love? Let me tell you, this documentary changed my fucking life. So I didn't know that like in extreme circumstances, I mean, they got an elephant on a cargo plane. Well, that's crazy that a plane can take off with a literal elephant. Yeah. On the plane. That's amazing. So, but I would, okay. So yes, technically you can fly a horse, but I would just think that, I mean, the journey by sea is longer but, like, the air pressure, how does that affect horse? I do believe they, like, tranquilize them. But still air pressure. No, of course. And also, like, horses sleep standing up. So, like, for it's takeoff, is he standing up? And how is there, like, a tall enough cargo hold? I don't know. And this is just one thing, like, I don't want to know. Like, what if there was a horse on board with Sully? We always talk about the potential dogs. But what about a horse? <laughs> That's why it's crazy. No, but I don't think there are horses on passenger planes. This was a cargo, Icelandic. 
Uh, it was Air Atlanta Icelandic. I believe that's like a cargo airline. Yeah. And so one horse got loose. They had to turn back around. And but got loose like from cargo. So like got out of his stall. Okay. And they had to turn back around. No, because if this was a passenger plane and like my ass had to turn around because someone's fucking horse wasn't clipped in, like I would be so mad. When I, hold on, there's more details about how the horse got loose. But when I first read this story, like I thought like a horse accidentally ended up on a plane. Jumped. No, like. I, I thought a horse accidentally, they said he escaped to the plane. I'm like, he jumped out? Mid-flight? According to the chairman of ARK, um, the company that handles all animal export and quarantine operations at JFK, we have to have him on the toast. Honestly, I just feel like, he, like, I hope he runs a clean business. Like, I feel like I'm really getting upset. Like, so apparently this is going to upset you. Turbulent. Oh, no, no. Turbulence struck and the horse jumped and managed to get its two front legs over the front barrier of its holding stall. And then he got jammed. So the horse was oh. then suspended over the barrier with its front legs on one side and its hind legs still inside the stall. So upon landing, he was met with um, a veterinary care team and he needed equipment to help get him out. Okay, that's not as sad as I thought it was going to be. Like, he was probably just scared and uncomfortable for a few hours. Yeah. But he wasn't probably in any pain. Uh, I don't know. Then the plane took off again. They were going to Belgium. That was the original destination shortly after the horse was attended to. This is just, like, one of the things you never think about. Like, how what makes, you know, like, people buy livestock. Like, it happens all the time. Farming is real. Um, and it's just one of the things I just wish I never knew. Yeah, and especially with horses, like, I feel like there's all different kinds of horses, breeds. You know, yeah. you got your English horse. I've heard um, they've got nice horses in Hungary. It's like, how did they get to Hungary? Unless they were born there. Yeah, no, I think they, like, it's a certain kind of horse. Yeah, it's just sad. And we have horses here, Wild West. We do. Wild West. The West is wild. It's going to stay wild. It will forever be wild. And that's your daily horse it's update. It's going to stay wild. You should stay wild. <laughs> so yesterday when I went to this dinner at Green Barrel, like I was seated with a bunch of people I didn't know. They were just like asking what I do. And they were like, well, what do you talk about? And I'm like, we talk about how horses are wild. We talk about how horses get from one continent to another. Like honestly, because I feel like a million years ago, like I would have said like we're a pop culture show. And like we are. We're so much more than that. And I feel like saying we're a pop culture show just kind of diminishes the work that we do for animals, you know, and, and other subjects. Yeah. I feel like there's a better word for what we do, which is like, how would they? Entertainment. Entertainment, but also just like lifestyle. Yeah, but that sounds fake. I know. We have a lifestyle podcast. Oh, so you're unemployed. Yeah. Let me, you know what? Let me look at thesaurus.com. We need a new word. It's more just like, Humanity? Style of <laughs> style of living? Love. Love. I have a style of living podcast. What do you do? <laughs> Humanity. I like that. Because we talk about all things. Like sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry, sometimes we joke, you know? Yeah. I feel like I need to look at what like college like made. Honestly, you know what we, we, we call it? Comedy. Yeah. I always say, like, it's, we talk about entertainment stuff, but we're in the comedy category, so it's funny. Yeah, but, like, no, we, we're, we're a comedy podcast, yeah. right? We are. I mean, we literally are. No, I know, but I mean, like, I'm not talking categories. I'm talking, you know, I, if I were to explain it to someone. Yeah. 
But that's like weird because it's like, okay, so you just do like comedy every day? Like knock knock jokes? (laughs) What do you talk about? Comedy. (laughs) Funny things. You need like blank with a comedy bent. What? You need like subject with a comedy bent. Entertainment. Like now we're just, we sound like we don't have jobs. Like pop culture. World news. Yeah, but then they're gonna think we're talking about NATO. Yeah. Hold on. Unserious world news. There's definitely like a category on people.com that like humanities, honestly. Human interest? Okay, they have news, entertainment, royals, lifestyle. Lifestyle. I think we're a lifestyle podcast. Society and culture. Should we move categories? We we are society and culture, but that's like also not a real we, we have like a cultural podcast. Culture. Culture. Okay, that's pop culture. Oh. <laughs> not me forgetting that the word culture is in pop culture. Literally. Like I said, I'm not smart. But we also, society. Social issues. But I, I mean. But then we're just like sh- shouting words. Social that issues. is what we do. Shouting words. That's it. What do you do for a living? I shout words. Shout. You know you make me want to shout. All right, that's our show. Gorgeous. Tomorrow's episode is the final episode of the week. We uh, are wearing our new merch. So on Monday, don't forget, 10 a.m. Eastern time, our holiday merch is launching. You'll see photos and exact items on our Instagram throughout today, tomorrow, and the weekend. So make sure to follow us at The Toastin. Thank you so much for listening to The Toastin Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the past sex stories you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please remember to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere. Podcasts can be found on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, IR, Radio, CastBox, all the places where you listen to podcasts. Find us at Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Love ya. Bye.